the most. We've been doing this for a couple weeks now. This is great. Again, that consistency I've been telling y'all about, we are following through. I'm following through. I'm going to make it big, and I'm going to need y'all's help to do it. And I'm going to do my job of giving y'all the best content in the world. And today with me, I got two good friends of mine. I actually play ball with them up in High Point, Bryce Foreman and Cameron Little. How y'all doing, brothers? How y'all doing? You're a little jumbled up, but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'm glad that y'all are excited. Glad that hopefully y'all are excited for what's going on. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. We have to, yes, yes, clap it up for the new entries into the Works Report. The domain of utter and unapologetic takes to where if you don't like it, kick rocks because we're going to say what we're going to say. And whether you like it or not, Action, you better like it. Because if not, eh, skip it. Action, no, don't skip it. Just be entertained regardless. Action, no, no, I take it back. If you don't agree, and but you ain't got nothing to back it up, get out of here. We don't, with that some type of audience we're trying to do. We want facts. All we speak is facts here on this show. And speaking of facts, the fact of the matter is that this show is all about game five of the NBA Finals. That we just witnessed a incredible performance. Not by Steph Curry. By the supporting cast, surprisingly enough. First off, we will go to Bryce Foreman, who is a diehard, a stupid, but diehard fan of the Golden State Warriors, as his trash shirt shows. How do you feel about this win in your humble and unbiased estimation? Man, this is a great win for us. The franchise has never been more excited. We had a hiatus, and now we're back. We're climbing the mountaintop again, and you hate it. Everyone else hates it. Celtics fans hate it. Cavs fans hate it. LeBron fans hate it. And I love it because we're back on the mountaintop and you're going to have to deal with us for the next two to three years. Uh, don't, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Now, Cam, if you have anything to say on last night's very surprising win by Golden State, and I'm going to get into why I think it's surprising, but let me, get, let me hear your thoughts first on this whole situation. Well, one, I don't think it's surprising at all. I I feel I figured that this game was going to be a definitive win for either one of the teams. But the Warriors, the experience came in, and Boston turned the ball over. So, as expected, you're going to lose the games when you turn the ball over. Also, Draymond acted like he knew how to play basketball last night, so that also helped. And I'm going to talk about tonight. You know what? I'm going to focus on tonight how valuable Draymond is to the Golden State Warriors. Because I'm tired of people I'm tired of people slandering Draymond Green for just being Draymond. And what people? What people? What what, what people? Uh, well, including yourself. Oh, go ahead. No, okay, come on. Come on. Oh, this is a great way to start off the show. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me Give your spiel on Draymond Green. Well, Draymond Green, let's just put it this way. He he is going to win you ball games. He is doing things that people aren't willing to do. That's why Draymond is Draymond. And you know what? There's a statistic, John Luke, that it's it, actually, I've never seen a more controversial player that actually, where for them being controversial on the court, it wins them ball games and it doesn't hurt the team. And there's a t- statistic to, to actually back that up. I remember actually last time I saw it on first take or something like that, that the Warriors are 13 and one this season for every time Draymond gets a technical. So think about that. Or Draymond playing with passion and, and, you know, stirring it up a little bit. Am I, am I defending that? Hey, you know, he's a little extra. No, I can't. I can't. I don't support dirty basketball. No, I don't. But, I can't deny that his passion and you know what he the energy that he plays with is not vital to the Warriors. It's an extremely vital part to the Warriors. And I would go as far to say the Warriors won't be the Warriors or wouldn't be the Warriors if it ain't for Draymond's play. Because every time Draymond has played bad, the Warriors have lost. So Bryce, you want to get in on this? Because I'm going to make sure y'all get everything out of the way before I say my spiel. Because when I, I'm, 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 I'm going to get all your bullets out. Get all your bullets. Go ahead. I'm not going to use all my bullets right now, but I would say that Draymond, I would disagree with Cam a little bit. Draymond played horrible in game four, if you remember. But we still won, thanks to the greatness of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also agree with you, Jean-Luc, 
surprisingly, that whenever Draymond's not on the floor, sometimes the offense does run a lot smoother. Um, you were right about that in the Memphis series. Um, but, but sometimes his value with those dribble handoffs where he's able to like draw Curry and then just slip right down the middle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just what Draymond does. Excuse me, excuse me, hold on, hold on, say it again. When he's able to draw and and what slip? When he slips to the rim. When he slips to the rim. He goes straight to the rim. When he slips to the rim. Keep going, keep going, keep going. The main point I'm trying to make is Draymond Green's value on the offensive end, because we're not going to talk about defense. Defensively, he is a smart player. You know nope. that he's one defense player of the year. Offensively, I'ma say Draymond 80% of the time needs to be in the offense. The other 20%, Steph and Clay Wiggins will pick up the slack. Oh, Are you sure. done? Yes, go ahead. Thank you. Goodness. All right. It's time for the storm. It's time for the storm. It's time for the storm. Y'all are not about to twist my words and my whole stance on Draymond Green. And I'm sick of every episode for the past couple of episodes being about a Draymond Green. Understand this about how I feel. For anybody that doesn't understand fully, I respect and acknowledge exactly what he can do. I get everything that he brings to the team. I get his value, his court vision, his IQ, his ability to make the pass that gets the bucket. I get that. He's the, the maestro when it comes to getting players to go where they need to go and being the guy that makes all that off-ball movement work. Because say what you want about Draymond, it is hard for anybody else to be put in that same system and be essentially the point guard and say, find the guy when he's open, because we're going to be open. That's hard, and I get that. Only very few players in the league have, had, have been able to hold that responsibility and legitimately make it great and make it work. So I get that. Defense, phenomenal. Nothing, I have nothing to say about how valuable he is to the team. But like I said to Lex when he was on the show on our most viewed video, by the way, which again, I hope every video breaks and then, you know, the record subsequently. Let's try to get to 100 views this time. Shoot, let's shoot 4,000. How about that? And trust me, we're going to get the views because people love it when I get angry. And doggone, I'm angry right now because y'all got to understand this when I talk about Draymond Green. I said during that show and have subsequently said since then, Draymond Green is your biggest asset, but also can be your biggest liability. Because if nobody else is hitting, his goal as one of the benchmarks on this team is what to be able to deliver when he's called on. He has consistently said himself to Chuck, Shaq, Ernie, and Kenny on TNT and on interviews countless times. I shoot in practice because when it's called upon me to make the shot, I do it. That's my job. That's his sentiment. So because of that, in that small capacity, even though it's minute in terms of what he in terms of putting the ball in the bucket, yes, it's not his role. But when it comes time for him to achieve that, Normally, those situations that he does need to score or are called on to score are big-time moments because either A, it breaks a stifle between the both offenses who can't hit anything, B, it's a big-time open shot to stop the bleeding, or C, it's a big momentum basket to cement Golden State's run and secure the momentum for the team. Those are the only three times that Draymond Green puts up a shot. When nothing else is working, when it's time to cap off the momentum, or when it's time to halt the momentum, and again, nothing is working. That is what Draymond Green has been saying he's act, he is supposed to do. But when he isn't able to do that in those specific situations, he becomes or can become your biggest liability like we saw. Oh, shoot. We would have seen it 
this game, or, or excuse me, last game in game five, because Steph went, did not make a three. He had 17 points. He had an abysmal night. Abysmal. And say what you want, but I believe last game, when he had 43, was it game four when he had 43 and everybody else was struggling? Who were we saying had the brunt of the blame? Where were you, Draymond Green? What's going on? Two points? Only two points? And guess what? He had eight rebounds and five assists. And a couple, and, and like a block or two. He did every, he had a Draymond game, yet we were still berating him. Now, most of the media were berating him the wrong way because they should have acknowledged he still put up a Draymond Green-esque night in terms of everything else. The collective of his game, because it is justified to call that out. However, when that point still stands, you can't talk a big game about your value. And then when it comes time for you to deliver in that one capacity, because right now all the other things that you're doing are not affecting the game in a positive manner. I don't believe in empty stats, but what Draymond Green did in game four almost could be viewed as empty stats because he was essentially non-existent. We still, despite everything else that he did, we were still saying, where the world were you? And again, his stats were not empty. Let me, let me make sure that's clear. His stats were, are never empty. But that doesn't negate the fact that his ability to put the ball in the hole is whether he likes it or not, his X factor. Above anything else, that is his X factor. Because in 2015, 2016, he was the reason, he was, he was the third option. He was a shooter. And he then the reason why they, their offense was so potent was because of the fact that you, you could not, even though he couldn't put the ball on the floor, he could at least make a shot. And that at least forced the defense to do something. Now, if Steph doesn't have a big performance, and let's face it, outside of this season, Andrew Wiggins hasn't really shown, well, outside of this and last season, Andrew Wiggins hasn't shown that he's been a guy that can, that can, that can deliver when it comes to bumping up his role and being a legitimate option, a, a sustainable option when scoring. Cam, would you agree? I agree. Hey, Bryce, you would agree, right? I would say that Andrew Wiggins has shown he is a number three guy on a team. On but a, he still I wasn't consistent. However, I wouldn't call him necessarily when it's time for crunch time. Do I want the ball in Andrew Wiggins' hands? No. Oh, I wouldn't no. say he's a I wouldn't say he's a closer, but no. is he an option? Yes, he's created himself he's, to he be an be option. A three or two option on like a, a worse team. But on a championship playoff type team, he's three, maybe two. No, oh, yeah. And again, on this team, he's the third option. Steph, mm -hmm. Clay, and then Wiggins. Again, I'm not talking about crunch, uh, crutch, not crutch, excuse me, crunch time. I'm not talking about, okay, yeah, he needs to be the guy that can, or I'm not saying, oh, he hasn't shown that he can end the game. No, I'm not. He's never been that type of player. But even still, we were always looking for you to hit that gear and become a consistent offensive weapon, which he wasn't. Now, you can, you can call that the development of the various teams that he was on and their ability to make young players into better versions of themselves. That's an organizational thing. Remember, he was on the Timberwolves, and I forget what other team he was on. But he, but this, this was not this Andrew Wiggins was what we were waiting on him to be coming into the league for about four or five years. So again, up until this, uh, like two seasons ago, we haven't seen this level of consistent offensive performance. So because of all of that, the one constant is Draymond. But that one constant, the, the everything else was ex, well, not expedited. But everything else was blown into bigger proportions in a good way in terms of his ability to affect the game. Talking about Draymond Green, because of his ability to put the ball on the floor. Now that he can't, and in some cases refuses not to, because at first I was saying he wasn't, but then I saw a clip in one of the games when he had an open layup but didn't take it. And his, his consistency to keep missing 
open layups in the post off of slips like Cam or Bryce, what y'all alluded to, and his essentially inability to give you a consistent 8 to 10, even on open jumpers or post hooks or anything for that matter, makes it so that everything that he brings on the defensive end and even his ability to be a maestro can be turned against him. Not saying it does. I'm saying it can, and we've seen it in this series because when other people on the team have gotten cold or aren't hitting, like Jordan Poole, like Clay, like Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green has to be the guy to say, it's time for me to step up because he is the heart and soul of that team. And this isn't the Udonis Haslam situation where he's just there for moral support. His on-the-court fervor is a legitimate asset, but you have to couple that with some level of offensive production, especially in this type of setting. Because, again, he's great. He's not Ben Wallace. He's not Dikembe Mutombo. This brother, in the past, yes, he could change the game with his defense. Now, however, that's not the case. It's not. It's, it's not the case. He can't rely on that aspect alone as just, you know, I can sit back and say, yeah, I can do this. It's, just, it's No. Him, I'm talking individually. Individually. That's my problem with Draymond Green. That's the one gripe I have with Draymond Green. That and his, ability, his, his tendency to play dirty. But in terms of what my problem is with him, he cannot think. That this, or he knows that this isn't the best he can play. But the fact that people are not calling, well, no, people are calling him out. But the fact that it took people this long to finally see how big of a pitfall that Draymond Green has in this game, especially with the type of offense that he has around him, if everything falls apart and you as a leader aren't able to produce on the offensive end, when it comes time for you to get easy buckets, easy buckets, that's the that's the everything in all of this. Easy buckets is what he isn't able to hit. And so because of that, I can't look at them and say, oh, yeah, everything else is good because everything else is good. But you're negating it by your inability to do anything else on the offensive end. And it may not seem like it's affecting what well, people didn't think it was affecting the team now, in the past. But now we've seen the offensive struggles. When the Golden State do run into mucks and do run into slumps, he's got to be a guy that can say, okay, let me break, the, let me break this stint. But he, and he hasn't. He hasn't been able to do that. Jolly, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. But I'm also not going to sit here and say that people have people overlooked the the deficiencies that Draymond has in his offensive game. Yes, but that's because of how great the Warriors is. Does Draymond need to be a third, even a valuable option of scoring? Not really. And you, Sean, I will argue, we've seen, even with Steph having no help, was able to beat Boston. A, a very good defensive team that I'm very, very sure that they game plan their whole, you know, strategy of being able to guard Steph off the picks and stuff like that. And, you know, making sure he doesn't get the easiest shot possible mm -hmm. because a three is a layup. Everybody knows that. But uh, that also goes on to show that with Draymond, they all we always knew this year that Draymond couldn't shoot the ball. Like, we're not sitting here saying, like, we're not going to sit here and act like Draymond could always shoot the ball with this year, this year, I would say. We're not going to sit there and act like that. So it's even more impressive that he could still have an effect on the game with the inability to shoot the ball and still have an effect that he does. Now, granted, that goes to some credit to, of course, the great shooting of the Warriors. You have Clay, you have Jordan, you have Steph. You have really everybody on the Warriors can shoot the three, even the guys that primary their primary uh, role is to play something else like a defender or energy guy. They can shoot the three ball every now and then, maybe like two out of five shots. But 
Draymond, that's his role. I'm going to make other guys better on the offensive end. I'm going to give you the easiest look possible. Because if you think about it, in the games that Steph played when, when Draymond was out for a certain stint, Steph, I believe, had a decline in his statistics. Why? Because Draymond knows where, you know, that chemistry, that handoff, that, that only him and Steph got that, that handoff, that slip. You know, he knows how to get Steph the shots that he needs. So I, that goes on to say, we're, I know you're not questioning his effect or value, but I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to let anybody else sit here and act like, you know, Draymond is a valuable scoring option. No. Is it a plus that Draymond scores 10 plus? Absolutely. Absolutely. But or I'm not going to sit here and let people think that he was really a scoring option anyway this season because nobody looked at it that way, especially for the Warriors this year. No, no, you're right. This season, no, he has not been. He has not been. I get that. But again, that all the more goes to my point that I get that as people get older, skill sets change. Cool. However, when you're still as big of a role as you are on Golden State, and you look back at just, again, 2016. He had 32 in game seven, along with everything else that we would call a Draymond game. 15 and five, 15 and eight, whatever it was. So to go from that to this as a core part of the team, that's why I hold it against him. Because this isn't a situation where you were, oh, you just never had it in your arsenal in the first place. No, you had it at a legitimately respectable clip doing the exact same thing that you were asked to do now. And all of a sudden, without Kevin Durant, without another big super team to cover up, that after 2016, you just went kaput in terms of your ability, uh, your offensive ability. Now, we're going to, again... The reason why, and this is actually a great segue, the reason why the Celtics are going to lose this series is because of the fact that they are not able to take advantage of when teams go cold. And in, in part, we again, my gripe with Draymond is, as the heart and soul of the team, as big of a role as you have, when you get those easy buckets, you have to make it because of the subsequent effect that it has on the rest of the roster. If this was the Bucks playing against the Warriors, and Draymond was playing like this coupled with, again, the bad defense, or not bad defense, but coupled with the, 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 the at times, iffy defense and stagnant offense that the Warriors have shown to play with this series, do you think the Bucks will be behind in this series? I don't know. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, Bryce. Don't do that, I'll, Bryce. I'll, I'll answer that for him. The, the Bucks will win in six. Anna, Cam, thank you for your input. I know. I want to hear from you, Bryce. We don't know. Yes, you do. No, you, no, yes, you no. do. I refuse to he say. Knows. No, no. He knows. He knows. No, he I don't. We, we, we don't know. It's not going to happen because because it's it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. It would have if Chris Middleton was healthy, it would have happened. And you know it would have happened. See? That's another if. That's not an There's if. No argument That's, not an if. That's, That's not an if. That is not an if. You said that is if not an if. was healthy. He was not healthy. I had you and Mitch texting me. Or sorry, was it you or Mitch? Mitch or somebody. Somebody was texting me that Grace Nadal always coming up big. Consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that same look. Because without Chris Middleton. On that team, they're still good, but offense is severely diminished. Yeah, you, you can't deny that. I have a question. But if he was healthy. Wait, 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 wait. Since you want to bring up this argument, the Suns took the Bucks six games last year, right? Yes. We watched that series together. Yes. Are the Warriors the Suns? No. Thank you. But what does that mean? It means that that series would go seven games. And I don't know. Uh, uh, um, uh, excuse me. Excuse me, if you had enough time, if you had enough trouble guarding Jokic with nobody, and you mean to tell me now you got to guard Giannis 
with shooters, Serge Ibaka, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, June Holiday. And they can run. And they can outmuscle you. And they can out-rebound you. Literally every. And they've got, they have the one thing that the Celtics don't have, which is the ability to kill. They will so kill why, you. So why when they why when they were up three two at home? Why didn't they close the deal, John? No, again, like I said, it's still, ignored, no, 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 I'm not backing up. I'm not backing up. Just said. Not backing up. Just said. They were up three two at home and they didn't close the deal. Again, I'm not backing up. Them. Should they still have won? Yes. Would they have definitely won if if Chris Milton was there? That is an emphatic yes. And if they had played against, if they had played against your Warriors. We don't have James Wiseman. I could argue that we would have ran through everybody. You didn't need. Time. You don't need him. Oh my God. This oh. is. You see. You, you got it. No no, no. 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 See. See. You got caught. You got. What's it? Listen. You got caught. Your butt just got caught. Your butt just got caught. Cause you've been telling me Kevin. Kevin Looney has been phenomenal. Oh, look at the. Look at the value that Kevin Looney has. Look at the defense. Look at the score. Twenty-four and twenty. Oh my goodness. You've been Solid. saying that this entire playoffs. So what the world? But but you cannot sit here and say that the Warriors have not been small in every single series that they have played no, this playoff. No, I'm not. I'm not. Kevin Looney is the only big on that team that's listed as a center or a power forward. You're right. And if you and the Warriors is full of nothing but wing players. Now going back to that Bucks argument, that Bucks hey, argument. If the on. Bucks was playing the Warriors, yeah, what? No, no, what? Go ahead, finish your thing. Finish your thing. I'll, I'll say that. Finish your thing. If the Bucks were to play the Warriors, I think it would be pure domination for the Bucks. You want to know why? Big reason why is Giannis. Yep. Who the heck is stopping that man? Yep. I mean, he's coming down the lane. He's either going to dunk over you. He got so now where he could shoot the three. He's not going to have a Jason Tatum type of series when oh, you're no. underperforming to your level. He's not. Oh, no. He's and not. He showed that last finals when he just straight up – Killed the Suns by himself against he a better big man in DeAndre Ayton. And the Suns is not small. That's the one thing. The difference <laughs> between the Suns and the Warriors is that the Suns is just straight up just bigger. And so more wait a minute. So, so a team that again has shooting, has phenomenal defense, and is bigger and is better equipped to face a team like the Bucks, were able to beat them. Now you're trying to sit here and tell me that you don't know, Bryce. You're trying to tell me that you don't know against a team that's smaller. Doesn't the defense is not oh as good God. as 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 Phoenix's? This is insane. And they don't. And like you said, they don't have a big man and no power forward. Even though we count Draymond as one of the greatest defending players of this generation. Listed so what the at world? Six six as a power forward. Again, six, hey, six, hey, hey, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. He's one defensive player of the year. We've seen him guard bigs. We've seen him shut down bigs. So I don't want to hear that he that he's a six six anything. Because this isn't PJ Jucker just trying with effort. Draymond Green, legitimately, for all my gripes about him, is one of the best and smartest defenders in this league that gives any big trouble. I don't care who it is. So you can't use his height as a as as a as a knock against him. You can't. So again, with all that being said, Bryce, did you want to be so reluctant? Come on out and say that you what you know is true, that the Bucks would have whooped the Celtics. Not not the Celtics. No, they would have whooped the Celtics. And then they would have whooped the Warriors in five. It, it, but that didn't happen. That did not happen. Again. Your whole argument is invalid. It's based on ifs. And when you brought up the Suns, that made it even more invalid. You want to know why? Because the Suns lost to Luka. And we smacked Luka. Okay, no. You're right. You're right. Suns did lose to Luka. And right now, that whole situation with the Suns organ, well, well, first of all, with Devin Booker, which you know I've had my, ooh, ooh, ooh. So you're telling me your argument was that the Suns were better equipped to beat the Bucks, correct? When they, the when they, again, when they won the championship. Okay. When they yes. won, okay. when they, when they won the championship. You think that the Suns would be better equipped than the Warriors to beat the Bucks? Their personnel, yes, is better equipped to defend the, the Bucks. Yes, they are better equipped. They are. They are. That's just a fact. That's just so a why fact. Why didn't they stop someone like Luca and the Mavs? Again, who have, less, who have less talent than the Bucks. Again, in terms of person for person personnel. Oh my God! 
What do you mean? But I get that the facts are the facts that they lost. That still doesn't negate the fact that if you have a legitimate center and a legitimate team full of size and strength against a team. My point, John Luke, is that the Mavs don't have a legitimate center and they won. They don't. And that's been the thing about the Mavs. They don't have a legitimate center and they beat the Suns. And you're telling me DeAndre Ayton, all this about the Suns, could beat the Bucs, but they lost to a team that doesn't have anything in the full power forward or center position. So you're trying to use the fact that because they lost this season, no, 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 I'm trying to make sure I'm clear. Because they lost this season, because they got blown out by what, 50 something in, 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 their, in their last game. That that makes my comparison of the of the Bucks being able to beat them invalid. Mind you, I've been saying, referring to 20 or was it 2021 when they won the championship, that roster is was better equipped. And currently this roster right now is still better equipped to be able to defend a player like Giannis and a team with a play style like the Bucks, even though they lost. Because I'm telling you, if, if, if this, because we can look at it this way. If the Suns, with all their height and strength, weren't able, were able to, to in seven, what was it, seven games? Seven, and were able to, were able to lose in seven games to a team with nothing in terms of defensive ability. Relatively, relatively, relatively. If the Bucks play the Mavericks, it's a sweep. Yeah. So again, both of those teams, we concur that they would be able to that the Bucks would dominate. The Mavs or the Suns? Both of them. Yeah. So which one out of those two is better equipped to defend the Bucks? The Suns. But that's the but you literally just compared the Suns and the Mavericks. Not I, thank you. No, I'm saying we. The point is, we both. All of us know that all that both teams would lose. Correct. The Suns and the Mavs. Both of them would lose to the Bucks. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we get that. So we've established that. Whether we, whether you want to use last season or this season, fully healthy, both teams would lose to the Bucks. What does that have to do with the Warriors? Thank you. That's, that's Thank you. my question. Again, what I've been trying to get at is if you're if a team who is undersized and is not even as good defensively, nor is equipped, is equipped, excuse me, excuse me, let me rephrase that, is equipped with the personnel to to for height on height, length on length and strength on strength, be able to match it with a team that, again, the majority of them play bully ball. And like you all say, they're a team of light skins in terms of Golden State. And at the only player on that team who is about that life is a dark skin. And y'all saying y'all own estimation. So again, they would lose unapologetically and unequivocally to the Bucks. Undeniably, they would lose. Meanwhile, this this team is number two was number two in the league defensive rating. Right behind the Celtics. No, again, I didn't say they weren't a good defensive team. I did not say they were not a you good defensive did team. You said they would get dominated. That's because. So you mean it's so, hold on. You heard it. Wait, you hold on. Hey, wait, I wanted to say one thing. Wait, 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 wait one second. Wait one second. But wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there, Bryce, because I understand this. Weren't the Raptors, when they faced the Warriors, one of the best defensive teams in the league that season? Yeah, they had Kawhi. No, 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 it wasn't just because of Kawhi. Collectively. Kind of list a bunch of players. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. Go back Pascal, down memory lane. Pascal Siakam, Kawhi uh-huh. Leonard. Fred Van Fleet was mm-hmm. short, but he was nothing to turn her nose at. Um, Kyle Lowry. They Gasol. had a very good defensive team. Yes, Marcus Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka. So what is your point? So my point is, you just said, you're discrediting them by saying they would get routed by the Warriors, even though, as Cam brought up, they were second in the league in defense. 
Raptors that season were a top team in the league in defense. But this is three years no, ago. No, 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 no. Raptors in the league were, top, were a top team in the league in defense. If Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson were healthy, they would have gotten beaten five. Is that correct or no? This is. I know what you're trying to do. I'm not. It's the, I'm not doing anything. And it's Just not answer the work. question. It's Just not answer the work. question. It's not going to work. No, answer you know, the question. All these hypotheticals. I know it's not a to... hypothetical. It's not a hypothetical. Going into that series, they were healthy. In that very series, Clay, uh, Durant was going off, killing, killing. Durant was hurt. He didn't play in the first game. Uh, I thought he did. Whatever again? No, he no, did. Because he, he well, hurt was, his calf. Okay. Well, even he hurt. Okay. Excuse me. I take it back. He did hurt his calf. Came back yes. and tried to straight. Tried to try to game five. Play he tried to play game five. Tried to play through it in game five. And he before the injury, he was cooking. In a row. Yes. He was. He was cooking. Cooking before he got hurt. Three, so three, again, three. I ask, based on what we saw, even an injured KD do, if he was healthy. And that Warriors team had everybody, just like the Raptors did. They would have gotten beat, yes or no, in your basketball. Okay, if the question's beat, if the question's beat then yes. Okay, I'm, would I'm it be that. an overestimate to say that the Warriors would have dominated them even though they were a good, a great defensive team? I don't know about dominated, but they would have won. Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. Raptors were good that year. I get that. I had them winning the championship, absolutely. But that was, again, with the caveat of if everything goes wrong for Golden State. And what happened? Right. This, everything this went wrong for Golden State. Now, now you're trying to argue with me about the Raptors. I'm what not. I'm not. Everything is going back to the conversation I had with or where that we're having with why the Bucks would beat the Warriors. This is. But, the, I'm going to tell you why right now. I'm going to tell you why right now. Why they wouldn't. Why it, it it's at least going seven games, okay? <laughs> the Warriors were the second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, he said, he said it's going, it's going seven. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, who, I'm sorry. Please try to tell me how this would go, please. Okay. So. You said that the Warriors don't have a lot of size, correct? Yes. And uh, Boston's the number one rated defensive team in the league, correct? Yes. And they have more size, correct? Yeah, yes. Oh, it's been yeah, definitively. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So why are we up 3-2? I'll All answer right, it. My point. All right, my point. Okay. And, and, and Boston beat the Bucks. So – if we're up 3-2 on Boston, I'm not saying we'd be 3-2 on the Bucks, but I'm saying definitively that if we can handle the number one team in the league that has size, we would be able to hang in there with the Bucks. I'm not telling you we'd be able to shut down Giannis, force him to career lows. I'm telling you that we would be able to hang in there and make it a series. That's what I'm telling you. And, and just to add on that before you go on, John Luke, I would argue to say the Celtics, even with Chris Middleton on the Bucks, has more star power than the Bucks. I will argue that. That and you know what? So, that is that no 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 no. You're right to bring that point up. You're absolutely right. I've said for countless years that the Celtics, uh, to many many of my friends, again y'all up and y'all might not know him because all we talked about was Golden State because. This brother at the top or bottom of the screen, wherever you at at this point, then we'd be arguing about that. But whenever somebody brought up to me about the Celtics, and I've said on this show, the show, I have been, I've never given the Celtics any benefit of the doubt into being a championship team for a number of years because of the fact that no matter how much talent they have, in terms of personnel, Top to bottom, they look like one of the deepest teams that has everything you would need. Interior defense, perimeter defense, mid-range shooting, three-point shooting, post-up, a, a legitimate big man, legitimate big man that can play on the perimeter and defend on the perimeter. They have everything. However, they don't have what 
the Bucks have, which is the ability to, and this is why they were able to win the championship, and any team that wins a championship, for that matter, it's the ability to say, we're going to wrap this up in a bow and take care of business. Somehow, some way, no matter who the Celtics are up against. No, 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 no. No, listen. I'm saying, I see the face that you're making. No matter who the Celtics are facing for multiple years, they something has always happened to where they should have beaten this team, but they couldn't, i.e. the Miami Heat series. On paper, they had every single advantage. Better defend. They, they had a, a, everybody on their team could defend. They had post play that could at least mitigate Bam Adebayo, which it did. He came up small. He came up small that entire series, except for like two games. One game he had like 24. That, that non-existent. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, you, you, at this point in the playoffs, you can't stop him. Understandable. Tyler Hero played abysmal. Robinson, Duncan Robinson, played abysmal. Utterly abysmal. They played him 83 million. He didn't even play. He didn't, didn't even play. Didn't even play. And it could be because of how bad. I, what, what, now, hold on. Was he injured? Just let me make sure I'm not saying that. Right. Robinson wasn't injured. He just wasn't playing. He wasn't Hero playing. was here. That last part of the series. Okay, okay, okay. So Tyler Hero, last part of the series. Even beforehand, though, he still wasn't putting up the numbers that you would expect six man a year to put up. That was a legitimate concern. From my, when I was watching, that was what I kept seeing. So they did, and again, Doug Robinson wasn't playing well, was not getting minutes. He even said ne the next season he's going to try to redeem himself because of how bad he was this season. So everything about the heat that made the heat the heat in terms of the big points seemed like it was on the down curve. But despite that, and despite the Celtics still having everything, literally everything, to be able to beat that team, it still went to seven. And they about lost if Jimmy Butler had either A, made a three, or B, tried to drive on Al Horford to get free throws. Either, either decision was right, because again, as hot as he was, you can't fault him for trying to win the game on the shot. You can't. But regardless of that, that series had no business being that close, no matter how you feel about Miami. No matter how you feel about Miami, they had everything to win and to win comfortably. Two dominant scores, a big man that can take advantage of mismatches, anybody up against Max Struess, and he becomes the breakout, one of the breakout players, your second option. You let that happen? I can't, I've been saying this about Boston. Every time it seems like they have the ability to hit that seventh gear and say, all right, we're going to wrap everything up and live up to the talent and the championship potential that we have built on our roster, along with the good coaching, along with the good health, along with the multifaceted offense. We're going to bring it all together and we're going to take advantage and do what we got to do. And Jason Tatum's going to live up to everything that he is supposed to be as the number one option for that team. And that's a start. Every single time, what happens? They falter every time, every time, even in this series, they falter every time, every time. You can't tell me that the, that the Celtics should not, again, the Warriors are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. But you can't tell me that you're, that you, we're not expecting more from Boston in this series. You can't. You can't can. tell me that they're not underplaying to their ability. Al no, Horford. I can. I can. Al Horford is playing out of his mind. Uh, again, listen, listen, John Luke, I just want you to think about this. Here's my question to you. What experience does any of those players on the Celtics have? That's okay. a real question. In the finals, none. The, big, the most experienced player in the playoffs is Al Horford. Okay. Okay. Now going back to the Miami C, the Miami Miami series. Yes or no? Did most of that core group of Miami make it to the finals? Yes, they did. Before. That yes, they did. Okay. I, so the Celtics. I don't want to hear it. Yes. Do I believe that they haven't? That they're not don't have that killer instinct to, all right, I'm going to put this away right now. No. But I also think 
half of it is that they're running into teams that have had experience. And the reason why this series is the way it is is because Golden State, they have three guys that has how many wins, Bryce? They just tied Tim Duncan. And no, they beat him. They beat him. They got 20 wins collectively. 20 wins exactly. collectively. Compared to a team that coming into the series, all their players, zero finals experience, zero mm-hmm. finals games played. So I am not shocked at all about how this series is going. I'm not. Do do it's like I told Bryce. We and Bryce had a conversation. I said the Warriors are gonna end this series no earlier than six because I gave it to Boston because I feel like they're a tough defensive team and all the talent that they got is going to be a series, and they're just straight up bigger than than, than the Warriors. So I, I, it's going to be a series. But the experience and the shooting and all that is too much to outweigh a team that has zero guys that's been there. Experience matters in the NBA. If you haven't been there, then you don't know how to feel. You don't know how to handle that situation. Okay. And that's what's happening in Boston okay. right now. I'll give you that. I do value experience. For me, it's not the end-all, be-all. I never put experience as the end-all, be-all and as the one big excuse for why, oh, we just couldn't get it done. Well, I, you still got to play, of course. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Take experience out of everything. Take, take, take. I'm not, I'm not, again, take everything that we understand about the situation and still have the mindset. You have to have the mindset. If you're watching the game, or as a player, despite the setting, you still have to show up. It's still your responsibility to say, okay, hey, we're not experienced. Understandable. Even still, I still have a job to do. And objectively, I can look at Boston and say, despite the moment, you still have an obligation to perform. And even before you got to this point, I've been having these same gripes with you as a team. Now that you're here, the, you got to the spot that you kept, that I kept saying you weren't going to get to because of that very thing, not being able to find a way to kill. Now, you took care of business in Miami. You finally got here. Now, put everything that, we, that we've had gripes about to rest. Show up. Show up, plain and simple. Al Horford's doing it, and he's never been to the finals. You understand it? We, they, they, there are players on the court that are showing up. Jalen Brown, I've consistently said, Jalen Brown has been the, one of the most consistent players in this series. More consistent. He, he's been more consistent on the offensive end in terms of scoring than Jason Tatum has, even though Jason Tatum is averaging more points. It's like, what, one point more? Jalen Brown's averaging like 22. Uh, 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 Tatum's averaging 21. However, Tatum's averaging, uh, no, excuse me. Tatum's averaging 22. Jalen Brown's averaging 21. Jason Tatum's however, is shooting 37% from the field while Jalen Brown's shooting 41%. There's still a responsibility as when whenever you play, but especially in the finals, that you've got to still show up regardless of the opponent. And they have not done that. They haven't. Their stars have not, or one of their stars hasn't lived up to the 25, 26 point per game score. The six foot 10 dominant offensive threat that modeled the game after Kobe should be one of the most unstoppable forces in this series, specifically because of his offensive ability and height that he has on nearly every single opponent. That gets switched on to him. And what's happening? He rushes his shot. He's playing out of control. He seems frazzled at times. He seems like he's, he's not letting himself, he's not letting the game flow, but rather he's, he's trying to force the issue and it's hurting him more than it's helping him. Like I said, he's had, a, he's had bad first halves and then good second halves. Good first halves, bad second halves. He's never just had a full good game. He's never had a full good game this series. And so that I can say objectively, I don't care what the experience is. The core stuff is still the same. 
you still have the advantage over your opponent. You still have the ability to slow down the pace. You still have the ability to take advantage of mismatches, to use your strength, use your length, get good shots, not get pressured. And guess what? They've done it. They have done a good job defensively against this Warriors team. They have. They have. You can't deny that they have. They have. They look at the game, but the very game that Steph falters, which has been a problem with him every finals, there's at least one time where he's going to not have a good game. And this was arguably his worst. The one time when, when the, one, the best player on the floor had not even an average night, he had a bad night. He had a J.R. Smith night. And they still lost that game. Yet they were closer to winning. They, they seemed like they had more hope in winning when Steph had 42. Now Steph has 17. And all of a sudden, everything they, they, that's their opportunity. Now they can't stop anybody else. This is what I have a problem with with Boston. Now tell me if you agree or not. Do, this is why I say... Again, tell me if you agree. When it comes to experience, I get that, yes, it has a weight, but you can't use that as an excuse for this performance by Boston. You can't. Because they've had too many opportunities to where they could have had the lead in this series. They could have won multiple games. They should have won last game. That's not the moment. That's tendencies. That's habits. That is habits for this team. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm going I'm, I'm to let Bryson answer that. God, I think you're undervaluing the experience piece. All year, Boston has turned over the ball in losses. In big games that they've lost, they've turned over the ball plus 15 times. Against the Warriors and all their losses, they've turned it over a lot. And... I would say it's at impactful times of the game, mainly in fourth quarters. You'll yep. see it in the fourth quarter. Crucial moments, they come down, turnover by Tatum. Tatum has dissected us, like picked us apart with his driving kicks. Uh -huh. He also made a lot of mistakes in, in, in game five, game four, um, game two, all crucial games. Um, he's just shown his inability to consistently – pick us apart. He can do it, but is he going to do it consistently? So. And, and again, this brings, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Cam. Go ahead, Cam. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But my question to you is, how many finalist appearances has Tatum been in? No, again, none. And, and, okay. and, and go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, no, but all I got to say is, if he has been in none, and you, and you've, he's, okay, think about it. Has Tatum been forced to be a playmaker as much as he has this finals? Series? You're right. You're right. No, no, he has he's ever had to be a playmaker. Exactly. But but now now I'll throw it back to you. Has he shown that he can be? Absolutely. Absolutely. But but granted, rushing, playing too fast, what what that comes with being in the finals. Even I don't care what level of play at your at experience matters and when you have never been at a certain atmosphere nothing's like the the championship all the marbles is on the line your 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 nerves all that as an athlete that's real it's real and sometimes you know tatum is what 24 years old something like that yep 23 this man could still be in college right now mm -hmm. So it's a lot to ask a 23-year-old player. Granted, does I feel like this is the next step as far as him being considered to be a face of the league once LeBron and KD leaves. If and he wants to – go, go ahead. Go ahead. It's the next step. And if you think about it, LeBron – actually, yeah, I will say that. LeBron really took his next step to get his, his ring by what being a playmaker. Now, and he's never and he's never been there. That first year, 
that that he did make it to the uh, to the finals. And I will even go as far as to the Heat when the, the expectations was to beat the Mavs. Should they have beat the Mavs? Yes, on paper, absolutely. Yep. They should have demolished the Mavs. But what happened? LeBron, that was what, LeBron's second finals appearance, right, if I'm not mistaken? Okay, still fairly new. As great as a player as LeBron, he played god-awful. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and not ignore the fact that that was experience. But hold on, time out. Dwayne Wade won the finals. You Donis Haslam had won the they had they have veterans on that team that had won a championship. So again, collectively, there was finals experience there. Ah, ah, so, so that's so just John proving Luke, my point. So John Luke, does Boston have that someone to exactly. guide Tatum? No, exactly. but, 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 but no, 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 they, they don't. In terms of finals experience, they don't. But again, the Miami Heat still lost with finals experience. So that's why I say I only use it as it can affect you to become rattled. That still doesn't negate the fact that if you become rattled, that's still on you. Because regardless of the setting, you still got an obligation to play. So I'm not going to sit here and just let that term of, oh, he was young. Now, if he didn't have anybody, that's a different story. If it was like LeBron in 2007, uh, uh, when they went to the finals against the Spurs, and there was nobody but, but Big Z and Larry Hughes, who only got an all-star appearance because he was playing with LeBron, Eric Snow was his point guard, Mark, a, a fat, Dreaded Marshall, uh, Darren Marshall, whatever his name was. Say a seventy-four overall in two K, whose only attribute is he can shoot. That is the team that he had on him. Are you gonna say that's because of lack of a Finals experience? Or are you gonna say because no, he sucked, or everybody else on that team sucked? That is where you can get a cat. I always give credence when somebody loses, but they are just completely outmatched, or nobody else on that team shows up. However, this Celtics team, that's not the case. He's got help. They collectively are good defensively, are good offensively. So apparently the moment ain't getting to him too much. I see a lot of similarities between Devin Booker last year and Jason Tatum this year. They both were in the finals. Um, Jason Tatum's in the finals. They both had a series lead, and they both – obviously have some type of relationship with Kobe Bryant and they just are trying to figure it out. And both times in the finals, they've both been forced to do more than just being a score. And obviously with Devin, the Bucks figured it out, figured it out. And they got sent home. And with Jason, I don't know if we have, but the, the Celtics all year hadn't lost two in a row. And now they have. So I'm not saying we figured something out, but. Both both guys too, Bryce, are 25 and under. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, John Luke. Devin and Jason, seeing a lot of comparisons here. Again, great comparisons. Devin's a far greater player. Not Devin, excuse me. Tatum's a far greater player than Devin Booker. No, no, no. Especially on the defensive end. I'm just saying, I'm saying both players being so young and taking their teams to new heights. That's what I'm really, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, I feel you. Now, granted, I don't, again, I think Devin Booker needs to be a number two instead of a number one option. And if y'all want to go there, we can go there. Because I got my rights with Devin Booker for, 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 for countless times. But no, no, it's the finals. We got to stick with that. Yeah. It's, it's advised that I stick with that. Yeah, so no, I'm no. just saying that in both final situations, both players have had to be more of themselves. Yeah, but again, Giannis was, again, also... Never been to the finals, but he and his team collectively still produced. And so that's what Giannis doing what he naturally could do. Giannis could always, he was doing the same thing that he was doing all year. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. He did the same thing he was able to do, regardless of the setting. Boston has not been able to, Jason Tatum has not been able to do sustainingly. What he was able to do in the regular season. 
because he, he has he, to do more, he, John no, Lewis. No, again, and he's shown he can do more facets of his game. But in terms of doing what, the one thing about a great player or a truly great, if you want to go face to the league, and this is actually a great way, this is this can be a great final segment about how, if you think Jason Tatum can really be a face of the league, because I got my own opinions on that. When it comes to being that, getting to that level, reaching the top, getting a championship or being viewed at as one of the top 10 or top five best players in the league, while showing more facets of your game, that means that in doing that, you still keep what made you great and sustain that level as well. Every, every single game in the playoffs and in the finals requires of you to adapt and evolve to a higher level. That's a given. But with that being said, if a player doesn't do that, if they sacrifice one for the other, does that mean that does that mean that they are truly multifaceted or they can't handle doing everything at once? In 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 in, in you all's estimation. Okay, let's go all the way back to when Michael Jordan won his championships. Which one? Mm. Obviously the first one if you're making that good. The first one. Okay. Let's go right. to the first one. Okay. Michael had to shift his focus on being a playmaker because oh. the Lakers shut focused on him. We're not going to let Michael Jordan beat us single-handedly on the, scoring the ball, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So players do have to make that adjustment in their game to be a playmaker. Michael did that. I agree. But if you're looking at a young player, Michael, what he made it to the finals, what, his six years? What was that? His seventh year. This is Tatum's what? Fourth? Okay. He still got some years under his belt. Because still considered a young player with no championship coach, no championship players. So it goes back to the point that he has nobody to redirect him to to that level to where, hey, I need you to be a playmaker. I need you to get others. Make them better. Make them better on the court. Okay, because that's what Jordan did. He made his team better on the court. All right, my point as far as the face of the NBA. I personally, I think I'm going to go ahead and say it. Tate, I think Tatum is going to be the face of the NBA. Absolutely not. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, absolutely not. Because if you look about it, look at it, 25 and under. Do I still think his ceiling can go up? Absolutely. Why? Just simply looking at this finals alone, people are saying that he's playing bad in certain sp- certain moments, yes, but he's still averaging 20 and something else. What does he have to do in order to be at the next level? Oh, you, 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 you would you like an answer? Or is that rhetorical? No, dude, seriously, I want to answer. Go ahead. Okay, fine, cool, cool, cool. And we got five minutes. This is a great last segment for this show. So, you said that what does Jason Tinker have to do to be considered what the face of the league or a top 10 player? Face, 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 face up, face of the league. Go ahead, John Luke. I'm after you. Oh. Uh, you sure? All right, fine. All right. <laughs> if Jaden Tatum wants to be the face of the league, this man has to average, legitimately average, at least 26, no, excuse me, 27, 6 and 5. He, oh my God, I don't oh, want to hear that. Wait, 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 hold on. In the playoffs. That's the key. Giannis is right now the face, well, no, LeBron is the face of the league. Giannis right now has the crown to take it when he goes. Yes, he does. Don't say John Morant. If anybody said John Morant's face, John Morant's the highest play, the highest player on the market. But Giannis right now is the best player in the league and has the chem, the, the, the the charisma to be marketable. And I would have him as the dominant face of the NBA. When you think of the NBA, it's LeBron and then Giannis coming down dunking on everybody. 
Blocking yeah. shots. That, that, that's me. That's, that, that's me. So if he wants to become the face of the league and get in the conversation of top 10 or even top five, if some people want to put him in there, he's got to be able to average 27, 8, and 5 in the playoffs along with the regular season. Consistency. That's what makes a player elite. Consistency. Jason Tatum is great. He is not elite. Elite is Kawhi, LeBron, KD, Giannis, Jokic. Jason Tatum is great, but he is not elite at all. Bryce, what were you going to say? I was going to say mainly Jason Tatum has to win. If Jason Tatum wants to be the face of the league, what do you got to do? You got to win. You want to be the face of the league, beat the Warriors. Beat the Warriors, and then next year come back, start winning more. But until he gets his impact, his game impact, he's playing better than Andrew Wiggins. Don't get me wrong. He has better numbers. I get all that. But the impact, who's having a bigger impact on this series in the last two games? Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and even worse, the fact that they're both comparable should tell you how this is not good for him at all. It's not good for him. So the face of the league thing, we need to put that on pause until this man can get his impact better than Andrew Wiggins. It, it shouldn't even be a conversation. Him and that's where and that's where I kind of wanna wanna make sure that I'm making myself clear. I'm not saying he should be the face of the league anytime soon, because like you said, to your point, that man, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, as long as he's still in the league, he is definitely going to be the face of the league. Uh-huh. In fact, I almost want to give it to him now. Because really, I don't think LeBron, granted, greatness is greatness. What LeBron did at 37, you know, nobody can really ever match that. Oh, but you can make a you, you can make a legitimate argument. You can make a legitimate argument that Giannis is the face of the league right now. And they LeBron is getting ready to pass the torch. Mm-hmm. I think this upcoming season, that torch is about to be passed. Now, what I'm saying is I think Tatum is going to eventually be in a serious or make it a serious conversation, just like LeBron and KD had for about a five-year span on who was the better player and who was the face of the league. Because that's, that is, it was legit, a legitimate argument. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, LeBron, I, you know, I see you. know what you got. I see you. I see you. Now, granted, I never thought it was an argument. Never should have been an argument. But, hey, that's just me. But I get what you're saying. I don't think he'll ever reach that point. Ever at all in his entire career, but again, I had to get into that reason why in the next episode. Because right now it is time for us to wrap up this episode of the World Report. It's been phenomenal. Uh, Bryce, I'm so glad you're able to come on. Cam, thanks for showing up. Can't wait to have you all, all you all on again. This was incredibly entertaining. Oh my goodness, I'm hot. And su- I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm getting on. I feel like I done did a, a marathon. Yes, Warriors and six. I got them winning next game. Can't wait for y'all to join us again for the next episode of the World Report. I will catch y'all later. Peace and love. We out, baby.